your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Heidi, and we're here for a uh, technically challenged Tuesday, maybe. <laughs> it is, and it's not what? even Mercury retrograde. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, what is happening? I don't know. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got on anyway, so that's good. I know. Nick of time. But, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's so weird what is going on with my little Skype settings here. And somehow, I think I said this when I was texting with you because I couldn't get in. Or I was in, but I was in a wrong account. I don't know how I have two Skype accounts and why the one that I use all the time never saves in my Skype. It always saves the other one. I don't know. Can you I'm gonna get have to rid delete of the it. other one? Can you? Oh, we can't. But can we can't delete things in Skype? Can we? I don't, I don't know. It's always it just, a problem. It's yeah, it's, I know. I don't get it. Anyway, well. I'm in. You're in. <laughs> we're here. It's good. Awesome. Uh, well, here we are back on a Tuesday. It is the full moon. I just got to talk about the full moon that's happening on Thursday because it's the wolf moon and it's in Jupiter. It it's um. It's actually in Leo this time, and I guess it's supposed to be phenomenal. Astrologically, it's supposed to be joyous, exciting, intense, and emotional because, you know, Leo, he's strong with a big heart. Um, anyway, be prepared. I think it's going to be, maybe it's affecting the Skype tonight. I mean, we just maybe. Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think I mean, it's, op- I, yeah, I think it's operator error. Uh, well, so too. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> but yeah, I always like to talk about the full moons and apparently this one is going to be a good one and it's going to affect a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, and they're talking about um, one of the things I read was it's a quote. It says Leo's operate from a courageous heart with lots of joy. So this full moon encourages us to get in touch with our hearts, our courage and what brings us joy. There you go. Perfect. Yep. But I actually was I was looking it up too, and yeah. uh, one of the overviews, and I do have all the individual signs, but we won't mm-hmm. we don't have to go into that tonight. But yeah. um, it was talking about each sign facing unique and cha- unique challenges and yeah. opportunities, urging us to embrace change, acknowledge our strengths, and move forward with renewed purpose. Yes. So yes. I, I think some same. of that is that Leo energy, which is great. It is good. It is good. And you know, last week I know you weren't on last week, but. I talked about the fact that um, there's a lot of things going on in astrologically speaking right now. Pluto is in Aquarius for the first time in like, I don't know, years and years and years. And it's going to be there for 20 years. So two Mm -hmm. decades. Let's think about this. And 
change happens. So lots of change, lots of shifting. It's good for self-improvement. It's good. It's a generational shift, collective, uh, a collective shift in thinking, all kinds of crazy things. And the last time, one of the last times this happened, happened the revolution. So this was during, you know, 20, 200 years ago, right? So between like 1776 and 1796, and we all know what happened then. So it's pretty exciting, everything that's happening in that world right now. So hold on to your pants, everyone. That's what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the, that's, the official, um, that's the official That's the official. how to manage this is hold on to your pants. Hold on to your pants or your hat or whatever euphemism you want to talk about. <laughs> Just hang on. Hang on tight. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how are you? Other than uh, issues. <laughs> right. Other than that, it's all good. How about, uh, well, I'm uh, good. It's been, it's been uh, back at it for the year, right? We started doing paranormal investigating classes again. Those have been wildly full. And I don't know if you saw, I had a tarot retreat on sa- uh, Saturday. Oh. And this was down in Prior Lake. And it was the whole, you know, like South Metro area was kind of advertising it. And I had like 32 people show up to it. For tarot cards. That's amazing. Yeah. That's and amazing. it was fun because there were so many people that hadn't ever done anything with cards. And did they bring, so did they they bought, bring a deck or did they just watch you? Some people had decks, but they were able to buy a deck uh, through the class if they wanted to. And okay. I think about half of the people, almost oh, a little over half the people did that didn't have mm-hmm. any cards. Mm-hmm. And then a few people that did have cards bought some of the extra decks that I had um, because they wanted those decks too. So, uh, yeah. but it was just so much fun to have, you know, work with people who had never done anything with cards and even people who had, the people that had said that they learned something new, which was fun. And mm-hmm. the people that never had were able to do readings by the end of the class. Mm-hmm. for someone else and so cool. how fun is that right yeah it is cool it is cool now i only have the one tarot deck that i i'm gonna give away but i did buy um i really like oracle cards better because you just pull mm-hmm. one figure it out whatever it's easy i like easy you know mm-hmm. and uh it's it's a forest kind of foresty thing you know and you know i'm a, I'm a woods girl so it's all animals and then, you know, stuff. It's just, I love it. I've been doing not one a day because I don't have time every day or don't think about it every day, but it, it really resonates. You know, it makes a lot of sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. Soon, I'll be good yeah. at that. Too. It was fun. <laughs> so, and, yeah, and I'm doing another one coming up on February 3rd up in Anoka. So mm-hmm. we're going to have fun all over again yeah. and uh, round two. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about some of the new fun stuff that we're we're doing right now. So yeah, and we were I don't know if you saw this, but we we celebrated our 14th anniversary this past weekend. It was fun. It was fun. We had some past members of Sim there, and then there was us and uh, the new the team now. Um, it was good. So we're in our 15th year of paranormal investigating now. So crazy talk, crazy how time has flown. Really, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's fun. I know we yeah, celebrated it is ours. Really fun. What's that? It is really fun, and to think that you know it was started by six of us, and the only two that are not in our group anymore is George, who passed away, and Casey just 
didn't want to do it anymore. She kind of lost interest, which is fine. She maybe will come back at some days. She's an alumni. But out of the six, you know, there's still four of us, which I think is pretty good track record, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, cool beans. Well, we have a guest on this evening, Heidi. Would you like to introduce her? I would. So uh, I'd love to welcome Jill Shelley onto our show tonight. And she has a very cool repertoire. So I'm going to go through this. Jill, help me out if I if I mess anything up. But I I saw originally you were uh, you are an investigator for Saint Croix Paranormal. You also own two haunted locations. You own the haunted Boyd House, and you own the um, oh help me out here the Masonic Lodge, right? Yes. Yeah. The haunted Masonic Lodge. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Heidi and Stephanie. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And now we need to, we're going to ask you a ton of questions. So bear with us as we go all over the place. But I'm here for it all. Awesome. Yeah. So we want to first know, how in the world did you get to this, where you are today, where you have, you know, you're a paranormal investigator, you own a bunch of haunted locations. And I'd love to, you know, we'd love to hear what else you're, you're working on as well. Yeah, so I've always been that weird kid, you know, that always like weird, creepy, spooky things. Um, you know, normal little kids probably wouldn't be into like ghosts as much as I was really fascinated by it. Um, I think my first experience was at my grandma's house. I was probably maybe, I don't know, eight-ish. Uh, we were actually, there's a room that she has that none of us ever really liked at all. We always kind of just, well, at least I didn't, you know, I always kind of felt like, there was something in the closet staring at me and I always felt like I was kind of a sensitive person. I've never, like I couldn't see him, but I was kind of knowing they're around and still to this day I'm that way. Um, but just a real uneasy feeling in that room. And one particular night uh, we were sleep, I was sleeping in the room down the hall and I heard some footsteps coming from that room, coming to my door and it stopped at my door and it like stared right almost through me. Like you could feel it. Uh, but I was too scared to turn around and look at it. <laughs> so then it just kind of sighed and walked back into the room. And I was really freaked out about it because I was young. Uh, in the morning, I mentioned it. My grandma just nonchalantly like, oh, my gosh, honey, that's just a ghost. He won't hurt you. And I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> grandma ain't freaking out. She's just like, whatevs. Um, that just kind of fueled my passion to know a little bit more about them. Um, so that's when I kind of do it. started doing research and studying and watching movies and, you know, anything I could get my hands on back in the day. Uh, but with the advent of the televisions and all that stuff coming out, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a thing. You can do this, you know. Um, and so I just kind of met a, uh, some people, uh, one one guy at my work um, who was really into the paranormal. Uh, so him and I formed St. Croix Paranormal in 2010. And then um, we add, slowly started adding some people to the team. And we just started out doing, you know, private homes, local businesses, um, you know, just kind of gaining that knowledge, that experience and then we just uh, moved on to going to the, uh, we call the pay-to-play places, um, and just started kind of traveling throughout the U.S. doing that. And then that's where I got the idea of, like, gosh, this would be super cool to have my own, you know, place to do my own research anytime I wanted to, allow other people to come in, kind of collaborate, see what people get. Um, so 2018 financially is when I was able to, re- you know, have that dream, I guess. And uh, that's when I purchased the Boyd House in 2018. Wow. Awesome. So I'm curious because you live not in Boyd, Minnesota, right? 
No, I'm I'm a little ways away from there. <laughs> Um, you know, we kind of just let people do a self check in. Um, I do have cameras down there. I didn't really want to put cameras in, but we had some issues, so they had to go in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been great. Um, you know, I get down there when I can, cause I have to clean and, and do stuff, <clears throat> um, investigate when I can. Um, so just things you didn't think about when you bought a location, like you have to clean it, maintain it. You have to pay when things break. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, so it was, you know, people think it's a huge moneymaker. It really is not um, all the money that we get from either rental from any of the locations goes back into the building. So we've put a lot into the Boyd house since I got it. It was pretty much an empty shell um, when I got it. It needed, you know, some, uh, well, it needed updating, but I kind of brought it back farther because I put it back to the 1900s, you know, um, you know, by putting up the Victorian wallpaper, um, just kind of bringing in all the old antiques and the artifacts and, and things. And plus, we had to put a new roof on it and things were breaking and there's still things that need to be done um, with the house continuously. So um, just kind of bringing it back and restoring the building, restoring the house, basically. Wow. So did you so did you investigate that house first and you found it to be haunted then it went how did that how did that work how did that play out well you know i had a really cool realtor that sold the house i live in and she she was really freaked out by ghost stuff but she was almost but also kind of fascinated a little bit she'd ask some questions Mm -hmm. um so when it came time to do that i i called her up and said look this is what i want to do i kind of need you for this part but she didn't want any to do with the ghost stuff um, so I would find the location. So I just kind of went on the MLS, you know, put in what I was kind of looking for. Um, and if I kind of got a feel for it, we would go and look at these places. I would do many investigations. So we did look at several places, um, but there was not, you know, there were some, we'd get a little bit of stuff. Um, but there was just something about Boyd when I came across it on the internet. Like I, it was like calling to me, like, I was like, this is the one, like I did, I I almost wouldn't have had to really go look at it because I was just already made up my mind that this is the house I'm going to buy. Uh, so we did, we did go down there and do investigation. They were running a little bit late to show us the house. Uh, Donna and I, my teammate were sitting outside and just kind of eating sandwiches, waiting for people to show up. And (laughs) I just kind of said, you know, you kind of get the feel something's from that house. And she goes, yes, the attic. Somebody is looking at us from the attic. And that was kind of a feel I got that somebody was looking down on us. Um, And then when we went in there, it was um, nobody had been in there for about a year as far as living there. Um, So it was, it was pretty not, there was not a lot of electrical. There was not a lot of feel to the house. You could feel that something was there, but almost looking really far away, like, what's going on uh we did get on the spirit box we got a woman saying who are you which makes sense because you know we're just walking around and nobody's prior you know communicated with these spirits and um you know a couple more things on the spirit box on the REM pod we had uh we put what's the library now um that went off a couple of times while we were there within the first 10-15 minutes so that was pretty good uh, and then, you know, you, then you kind of doubt yourself. You're like, I don't know. Is it, should I buy it? Like, is, is this enough? Um, I did reach out to a medium I really trust. And she told me several stories of which everything she told me came true, um, or things that I found out later, um, to validate what she had said. Uh, so yeah, I just went ahead with the purchase and, um, yeah, it's just been crazy ever since. <laughs> awesome. Very so cool. this 
this wasn't technically not like an advertised haunted location before no. you bought it. No, it was just a regular old residential house for sale. Uh, the prior people raised their family in it and they lived in there for 30 years. Um, but then talking to some of the locals in town, um, also the prior people who have lived there, they have come forward to tell me their different paranormal experiences. So it has been going on for a long time. Um, so they just had just so many different things to say. So that also made me feel more comfortable too. That was well after I purchased the home before people started coming forward and telling like some people be like, yeah, I stayed there when I was a teenager. I was friends with them and something like pulled the blankets off me, you know? So you would hear stories like that. Cool. All right. Well, that sounds, that sounds good enough for an investigator, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, and we've had quite a bit of stuff, you know, happen at the house too. Um, you know, it goes anywhere from equipment interaction, audible voices, objects moving, doors opening, um, we have metal cabinets that I've heard getting banged on, um, in the middle of the night, um, just crazy, just loud slamming, like someone's in the kitchen making something, um, just, yeah, shadows, figures, it's just, just been a whole gamut of all kinds of stuff. Cool. That sounds, yeah, that sounds exciting. Uh, we did put the link up for the Boyd house in our chat room too. So folks in the chat room can see that, um, and check out you know, you've got some cool pictures of the interior. So that's all what you've done since you've owned it to get it looking maybe uh, back in the day, correct? Right. Yeah. Like I said, we put up the Victorian wallpaper, um, all the antiques are, are in there, which, you know, that could have some energy too. Um, and then also we supposedly have some haunted objects uh, in the house. I can't, you know, verify for sure that that's what they are, um, but they were purchased with, their stories <laughs> so nice so, yeah so there there could be a lot and i think too you know, just doing what we do at the house and so many people um creating that energy in the home i think we kind of create a little bit of a beacon sometimes mm -hmm. for spirits to travel to um i have actually communicated with some spirits that just say they were passerbyers um mm -hmm. they probably are just like hey what's going on over here a spirit box yeah i'll talk you know so mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the pictures and it it looks really nice. Like the decorating and the furniture. I mean, it looks cool in there. So, I have not been, but it is on my list of places to go and I've I know quite a few people who have investigated there and had some cool experiences. So, yeah. So, yeah. well, and some of it, so you said a lot of the furnishings you got from antique stores and we all know that they can come with attachments, correct? <laughs> I'm I'm guessing you didn't you know, go through and clear them all before you brought in there. Right? Oh, no, I just stuck everything in there. Yep. And, you know, like I said, we've gotten, you know, quite a few haunted dolls. Um, we had one um, that I bought a couple from this lady. Actually, I was at an Iowa convention and she just said, hey, are you interested in any haunted dolls? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so anyway, like Heidi. Yeah, <laughs> she brought, she brought uh, this whole, she went home and gave me this huge bucket just to go through. And I just kind of bought the ones that I felt attached to. Um, but she did. I, I wish she would have gave me the other one. But um, so she had two, which she considered were sisters. But she didn't want to give the other one away because it's too active. Um, I was like, oh, that's the one I want. <laughs> right. but, but anyway, so the supposed sister doll um, 
that one she said was at a psychic institute. Now I don't know where, but they said they did a lot of research on that doll. Um, so that's kind of the only history I know of. But with her, I think the first day that we got her to the Boyd house, um, she doesn't sit. So she stands all the time, but she's not on a stand. She's just a standy doll. Um, and I put her on a chair and I heard this loud thump on the wall where she was. And then as I turned to look like, hey, what was that? You kind of saw her lean forward a little bit and then get back in the chair. And I was like, OK, well, we're off to a good start with this one. Nice. <laughs> You know, so, but, and a couple of people have seen her just randomly fall over, um, you know, and, and they'll, and she would have been in like, sometimes they'll ask him like, well, I left her there like three weeks ago and she hasn't moved. And when he've had several people in, um, so that kind of validates that. And the other one that we got was kind of creepy. Um, she had a little, the lady made like a little bracelet for her, just, you know, on a string said her name, Dodie. Um, she's got these really piercing, almost realistic eyes, almost as she's following you. Um, <laughs> she is like the number one doll we get comments on about how creepy she is. Uh, but I put her in my car and then I had to go back to my car later to um, put something else in it. And her bracelet exploded and there were her little letters all over the car. And I feel like First of all, it was it was not super tight. It was on a piece of thread, so not even elastic. It wouldn't have sprung off. Um, and if it would have just broke, the letters would have just fell around her. But they were, right. like, scattered all over the car. I'm like, oh, is she mad? Does she, like, not want to come back to Minnesota? I mean, you know? Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. We thought she was, like, we treat her like she's alive. We had her up in the attic for a while, and then we brought her down. I'm like, nobody seems much happier down here. <laughs> so it's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably a good idea to keep her out of the attic and uh isolated <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah just different things um we have a haunted painting which um has some pretty gruesome history to it uh a lady actually had found it on the side of the road her and her husband had um that was sitting on a set of red chairs on a tree which is exactly like the painting so the painting's really weird um you almost have to see it to describe it it's a very blue um, but it's got a monkey sitting on the chair by the tree, but that's all inside of a house. And it's really kind of, it's really well painted. Um, but around the edge of the painting is a story. So you almost have to turn the painting clockwise to read this entire story that's written oh, around wow. the frame. Well, the woman said she never read it because she didn't want to, uh, you know, see someone up a demon. That was her thing. Um, <laughs> she always was very uneasy with the painting, felt like something was staring at her through the painting um, her husband got the painting and put it in the garage and became very obsessed with it. Like she would find him just staring at, into the painting, just like, like, you know, like a zombie, really. Wow. Um, but unfortunately, he committed suicide in front of that painting. Oh, um, so obviously she didn't want anything to do with it anymore. So we we took it off her hands and um, we've had it ever since. I haven't had... I don't stare at it a lot and maybe that's just because I know the story behind it. I just don't want to get too entranced with the painting because it, 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 you can get lost in it. I can see that very easy. Um, but I know when we ran a spirit box or no, it was an Estes session we did. I said, how, how do you like this painting? And it said, monkey evil, get rid of it. Um, so we, we still have it. And weirdly enough, I have no power in that room that I put it in and I don't know why I haven't, I mean, I haven't ruled it out, you know, with the electrician to say it was something else. 
um, mainly because ghost hunters do it in the dark. So I felt like, why should I pay? To pay the right. it's, it's one room. So, uh, so I just kind of felt like that was kind of just a weird coincidence that after I put that painting in two days later, poof, there is no power in that room whatsoever. No lights, wow. the outlets, nothing, but everything else in the house works just fine. So. <laughs> wow. That's so did you read the story around oh, the painting? I, well, actually, my friend Donna did, and as she was doing it, I'm like, I don't know. Do you think we're opening a portal? This might not be a good idea. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then I typed out the painting. It's kind of funny because it's under the painting. I have a description of what had happened, you know, everything I just told you. Um, and then I put the story goes as follows. And so people, I'll see them reading the video, and they go, and eh, no, we're not going to read that. And they just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that bad, but it's just kind of a story about um, like five monkeys and they start dropping off one by one. So you get to the end. So I'm not going to spoil the ending, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a story on the side of it. Goodness. Yeah. Wow. It's like, I want to go there just for that, the uh, <laughs> painting and the doll. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll keep you entertained. That's for sure. There's, there's, a, there's tons of stuff to do. Um, the nice thing with it being the house, we are available 365 days a year. If you can make it down there in the snowstorms and stuff, cause it is, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but we do have heat and then we have window air conditioners in the summer that, you know, it doesn't make it super duper cool, but it makes it comfortable that you're fine to be in there. Nice. Um, and we, you, we have two bathrooms. Um, we have a microwave, a pizza maker for people to have, so if they want to make a pizza cause there's absolutely nothing in town um the town itself has about 175 people oh, uh, and small. yeah and when you drive you drive through cornfield and poof there's the town for a block and then you're done so <laughs> um it, it is really out there there we don't have anything in town there's like a bar of course because what town doesn't have a bar yeah. Well, I'm guessing they have food, though, right? <laughs> uh, there is a cafeteria. They limited their hours, which is too bad because they have amazing food. Uh, but they're kind of more of like morning and close early afternoon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of bum- bums pe- me out for that because, man, they had the best ribs. And I've never had ribs like that ever since. <laughs> so, oh. Wow. Well, I mean, you can go there often because you own the place, right? So you're there a lot. Eh, not as much as I'd like to be, you know, it's, it's busy, you know, we get a lot of people, um, you know, I do work full time too. So weekends are my free time. And of course, you know, that's when everybody else is at the Boyd house too. So I try to make down, um, my days off are Mondays. So I a lot of times do Sunday, Sunday, fun day rundowns. That's what I call them. <laughs> mm. Sure. Wow. Well, it is kind of, it is a distance. I was looking at the website. It is like 150 miles from the cities. Is that, is that right? right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So about two, yeah, close to three hours from the Twin yeah. Cities. So, you know, still doable. You can get there in one day and mm-hmm. still enjoy it. And, and we allow people in at three in the afternoon um, and then they can stay till noon the next day. Um, by doing a lot of traveling, we kind of like we're sometimes we'd sit around on a break going, oh, if I had my own place, what would you change about this place or what would you like to do? So time was a big thing for us. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of like. You can get there early enough afternoon, get your stuff set up, get your bearings, have some dinner, do some investigating. You can stay up all night and then you can sleep in. You don't have to get out the crack knot. So, right. yeah. And then um, we provide some snacks available, you know, on, based on availability and, and when I can get down there, too. So don't count on them being there. But <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, I do. My husband's like, why do you spend that money? I'm like, because people like the snacks. They do. They, they do. do. 
They do. Yeah, we I have a couple of condos out on out in the islands out in Washington state. And yeah, we have a whole lot of stuff. It's amazing what we, we pack in those Airbnbs, you know, the people love it, you know, and it's kind of a nice little touch, you know, you know, we also have, um, because we have had some people that come that aren't uh, paranormal people. There's into, into the ghosts and things, but they don't own any equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, through all the years of my experience, like, ugh, well, I got 9K two meters. Think I don't really need those. Um, so things that are either, you know, outdated, we don't use anymore. We did kind of make like a little bookshelf uh, for oh. have with, and also a little manual so they understand what it is and how it works. Um, so just real basic, simple things like the K2 motion lights. We have like a REM potty type thing. Um, mm-hmm. We do have a spirit box available for people to use, um, you know, spirit bowls. Um, just, just some basic parabolic mic, just some, just some little things, you know, just to keep them occupied because mm-hmm. as investigators, we know it's not always happening all night long. Um, no. So it just kind of gives them something fun to yeah. do. Otherwise they're probably just sitting there going, okay, nothing's going on. This isn't like the movies. Nobody's getting thrown around or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not like that insidious movie that I had to watch for homework for next week's show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it sounds cool. And I love that you are making it kind of like a, the, with the extras, you know, when you talk about having the extras there, because when I go to paranormal locations that have those little details, you know, maybe a couple pieces of equipment or even snacks or whatever, and not that I need that stuff, but just to know it, it's like a care thing, you know, like you Mm -hmm. care about Mm -hmm. who's there and that they have a good experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we and we have a little book people write it. Not everybody sends me their stuff. Uh, but I do love to see what other people capture and what they get. Um, so I constantly scroll through YouTube, see if there's any new videos out. Um, I read the book every time I come um, mm-hmm. just to see because it just, you know, makes me happy. And and plus, you know, I, I, I get that rapport with my spirits. Like, I'll be like, hey, Joe said you did this. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so I, I, you know, um, we just kind of reminisce on what they did. <laughs> Very cool. So you love it. So every time someone stays there, you drive all that way to to clean it up and and stuff. That's oh gosh, no! It's a paranormal place. You you get what you get. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. You no, know, we try to at least get there monthly. You know, because we want to get the toilets clean, restock everything. Um, I stock everything really to the hilt. So sometimes I kind of like, oh, I didn't even need to bring toilet paper. So it's like oh, okay. So, yeah, and there's stuff. And then everyone's real good, too. You know, like I ask them, hey, if something's not working or broken, we're out of something. If you're not sure, just let me know. And people have been real good, like, hey, this was not working or this is, um, which gives me the opportunity to fix things as well. So that that's great because a lot of the paranormal people, there's some, oh, they're so fantastic. You know, they always, you know, I mean, you get a bad one in the bunch, but I would say 99.9. I mean, everybody's been good. They'll even say, hey, we vacuumed for you. We swept Ooh. the floor. You know, just little touches. And that makes mm-hmm. me feel good, you know, that people are taking such good care of the building. Yeah. Oh, well, and I think, too, it it speaks to because you did the care ahead of time, right? You know, so those little touches with the equipment or stocking some snacks. I mean, it again, it goes back to showing that you care and so when someone sees how owners care, then you want to help them care for it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. 
Okay, we have blown right past our 30-minute <laughs> time to go to commercial break. So that's what we're going to do. This is the Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. a truly unique podcast experience we have you covered spirit by you with cj dunham airs live from the third coast in southeast texas on tuesday and fridays at midnight eastern time covering creole folklore and folk magic to strange paranormal activity to new equipment for the field cj dunham is a catholic swamp witch a devotee to our mother mary in the trinity a true believer in our lord the holy ghost and christ peace be with your spirit and the spirits by you Anywhere. Thanks for making Para-X part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. We have Jill Shelley with us tonight who owns a bunch of paranormal locations, is a paranormal investigator, and has already told us some pretty cool stories about the Boyd House. So thanks for being with us tonight, Jill. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. And now we have to move on to your other location that you own. Now, this one I had to look up as well. This is the 1861 Haunted Masonic Lodge. Yes. And this one is in Illinois, correct? Yeah, just a little farther. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty far. <laughs> uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I really wasn't looking to um, actually really, I was thinking, oh, I'll go to Iowa. Like, that's close enough, you know, but then... You know, it just kind of fell into my lap. <laughs> so, um, you know, I always kind of want to move on to a little bit bigger, um, like a commercial property. Um, and I just always on the hunt for looking for stuff. And she came up and I was like, looked at her. I went, uh, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had that same feeling with Boyd. Uh, so we drove all the way out there. Um, you know, kind of did that mini investigation again. I didn't get any of the equipment to go off at all, but I did get a few EVPs, uh, and then just kind of talked to my husband about it. And I said, what do you think? And he's like, well, let's just buy it. The price is good. And, uh, if it's not haunted, we'll just resell it. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but it, it is definitely, definitely haunted. Um, we've actually had some of the locals come forward. Uh, I think uh, one of my favorite stories about the building is a lady was coming in, um, walked through the dining room, saw somebody on their hands and knees scrubbing the kitchen floor, 
and she walked, you know, she just said hello and then walked into the kitchen and talked to the ladies and just said, hey, who's who's washing the floors there? And they're like, uh, there's nobody washing the floor. So then they went back out there and, of course, nobody was there. Um, so I was like, oh, well, that's that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, since we I've only investigated four times there so far because I just got it in um, the end of September uh, and then, of course, you know, it's kind of winter and cold, and so I haven't been able to travel out there as much. Uh, but we've gotten quite a few EVPs. We've gotten a lot of equipment interaction. Um, we've actually had quite a bit of stuff with, uh, like, the K2, the EMF lanterns and such. Normally, I don't put as much stock into it, but there is zero power to this building. Um, so it was kind of interesting. We did, like, even get... Uh, a china hutch and i've been getting people donating me like masonic items so i oh, put cool. i put the um k2 meter inside the china hutch with the ma- with the items and the k2 started hitting to the red so again there's no power to the building so having that happen was pretty good we've had REM pod hits um do a really good estes session with our, our teammate Teresa. i have actually we just call her the estes queen i have never seen it Anybody else's Estes like Teresa? We've been told by many psychics she she is almost like a medium. Um, so the the amount of conversations that we have is just it's like having a conversation with you and I. Um, that's how incredible it is. Just just constant. It's not just a one sentence here. It's it's just constant. Um, so we had a really good conversation with the spirits there. Um, but I think the coolest thing that we personally experienced at the lodge was on our third visit, and the whole team was there. Teresa was in the kitchen. She was making a sandwich. I was in the other room in the dining room, just on the phone, and the other two people were in the dining room with me just talking amongst themselves. And all of a sudden, we just heard this loud, bam! And I almost thought to myself, I'm like, did Teresa just drop the cooler on the floor? Like, that's that's what I thought had happened, and it was so loud. And then she comes busting through the door, and she's like, oh, my God, something just slammed something behind me. So, we all, of course, we all go in the kitchen, and there's nothing laying on the floor. I mean, it, I mean, the lodge is empty anyway, so there's really not a lot of objects left behind for anything to fall to the floor. Uh, but nothing that had fallen to the floor. And so then we opened a cabinet and slammed it, and that was the exact same sound she heard. And then we would go in the dining room, and somebody would slam. And we're like, yep, that's exactly the same sound. Um, later, doing another Estes, one of the spirits said um, that it was Harold and he slams doors and he thinks it's funny. So I think, <laughs> I think we had a spirit coming through that just probably did that and probably laughed because she jumped and ran out of the room. Um, so just, just, that was, I think our coolest thing, but I, th- I think um, it's so new yet that I think it's just amazing. Incredible things are going to happen at that building. Wow. So no power at all. So what's it been used for all these years or did it sit vacant for a long time? Uh, you know, the last sign that we have was for spaghetti feed in 2010. I found that in the kitchen. Oh. Oh. Um, so I was able to get the lodge number and do some, a little bit of research yet. Um, but I believe somebody has had it for about five or six years, but have, hasn't done anything with it. Um, so they ended up, they, they didn't even live in the state either. They lived in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was told that they were going to try and make it an entertainment center and just never did anything with it. Uh, so it's pretty much been vacant for a very, very long time. So, um, you know, the, the spirits are very friendly, uh, at this point of who I've met. Um, 
and they're they're really excited for people to come in and um, talk with them. Um, these are just things that they told us as well. And we also, um, on my when I did my initial walkthrough, I got a little kid's voice on the EVPs, and I thought, well, kind of weird that you know kids mm-hmm. are. And this is the lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did bring some toys and they were hitting on them. And then they started asking for toys because they wanted a trike and they wanted some balloons and they wanted oh. a, Then they got a little bit demanding. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want everything. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I can think of is um, during the Estes session, one of the, the little boy spirits, Cody, who was coming through mostly, um, said that his friend Mark was there and he had a fever. He, but he didn't say fever. He just said he was hot, hot like fire. Um, he goes, and then he had sores on his arm. Mm. So, and I think, I, I don't know, it was either maybe smallpox or could be scarlet fever um, that this child has passed away from. So that we couldn't find anything, but my thoughts along the line was back in the day, you know, when they had a pandemic breakout, though they didn't want everybody everywhere. So they usually would put them in one location. So I thought maybe they took the kids to the Masonic Um you know, especially because, you know, the, the Masonics and the Shriners, um, you know, the Shriners do a lot with the children. I thought maybe the same with, you know, the Masons. Maybe they were helping out the, all these sick children and, and, and children have died there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the, it was built in 1861. I was told it was always a Masonic, but I just got a copy of the deed and it doesn't even start till like 1912. So like now I'm like, well, what happened from 1861 to 1912? <laughs> you know? Yeah, 41 years missing or 51 years. Yeah, I can't, you know, and, you know, like I said, it's hard because I don't live in Illinois, but um, I will be out there in April for a full week. And we are planning on hitting up the historical societies uh, in, the, in the Illinois Preservation Society. So maybe we can find out a little more information on what it was prior to that. I do know it was uh, either the second or third building that was built in the town. Um, so it's located in Keysburg, Illinois. Uh, so it was the second or third building built in that town ever. Uh, so it's it's got a lot of history. It's got so much charm to it. It's even the front still got the stained glass in it. All the woodwork, uh, a lot of the woodwork is still natural from the day. Um, we did, like, mop one of the floors before it got too cold, and it's beautiful oak floor in one room. It's just gorgeous um, brick building. Um, so it's just it's just a really cool, cool-looking building. I, I love it. I, I could live there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, I was looking at the video that you posted on YouTube about the, the Masonic Lodge, and it looks really interesting, and it looks like it's in fairly good condition. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's why my husband was all like, let's go for it. He goes, even if we didn't put a dime into this thing, it'd still be standing 100 years from now. Because, I mean, it was built by Masons. You know, yeah. they, knew how, they knew how to do it back in the day. They yeah. um, you know, it needs, you know, it needs work too. You know, that's what mm-hmm. we'd like to do too, which is restore the building. So we knew, we know we need a new roof. We need all new windows put in, um, you know, and eventually I'd like to get, cause right now, again, we don't have, we don't have heat. We don't have water. We don't have power. It's pretty much an empty. Um, so we're starting out real primitive, you know, I'll have a porta potty available for, available for people to use. Mm-hmm. Um, but until I, for me, I think we're important right now before that is getting that roof done getting those windows in um, because mm-hmm. 
destroying the building at this point because we were just there this weekend dropping some things off and um, even though we had put plastic on some of the windows they didn't the plastic didn't stay and we're getting snow in the building Uh oh so these are things that we need to really focus on first before we worry about the amenities and kind of feel as you know paranormal investigator we've been to some sketchy places that have you know so yeah i always feel like if we have a bathroom then we really don't care the other stuff is a bonus you got to have the bathroom though yeah absolutely yes absolutely so that's why we're doing the porta potty um still kind of a small town not as small as boyd it's about 600 people in the town um but conveniently there's a bar right next door that has Again, amazing food. I don't know what it is with these small towns and food, but man, they have good food. <laughs> and then there's actually a gas station um, across the street behind us. So you can go to Casey's and stock up on food, snacks, and order a pizza. I was going to um, say they have good pizza. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yep. So we've done that too. And then we've ordered food from the bar, ate at the bar. Um, I will tell you, I swear half the town is haunted. Um, you know, people are starting to get to know who we are and, and we've been talking and, and the, these are the most friendly town folk I've ever met. Super sweet people. Um, but everybody's got a story and I am finding out like, they're like, oh, that building over there or oh, my house down the street or like everybody's telling me like these stories. And I'm like, one guy told me his house was so crazy. All the stuff he told me, I said, well, you let me know when you want to sell that. We'll talk. So. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So everybody is cool with you turning it into a paranormal location. Yeah, so far everybody's been real cool about it. So um, we even got the blessing from the mayor. So oh, good, <laughs> good. So yeah, you know, and that's an important thing because you know they can, you know, town people they can they can shut you down. I've known a couple uh, places where they're always fighting with you know city hall or, yeah. or you know there's townspeople that don't agree with what's going on. Um, but I've, I've reassured people too about, you know, our intentions there. It's, it's never harmful. Um, we're not there to, you know, make fun of the Masons or anything where it's, you know, how we respect everything and, um, how we're going to put the building back to its original glory, you know, as much as we can. Um, hopefully I can find some pictures. I know there's still some people in town who were Masons there. Um, so maybe they have some pictures or they can tell me. Uh, I'm pretty sure the colors are all the same because it's the blue. We've been doing a lot of research. I didn't really know a lot about Masonics until I've been doing some research, and it's very fascinating. I could just, you know, get lost in it for years of just just studying all the stuff that they do. But, um, yeah, so we're learning different things with the color blue. Um, you know, they're different handshakes. There's there's some of their stuff. I know a lot of it's real secretive, too. I was going to uh, say it's very secretive. It's very secretive. But, I, you know, I've had people um, just tell me all kinds of crazy stories about, you know, when they were, you know, their parents brought them hoping that they would want to join and stuff. And they're like, oh, it's almost kind of cultish. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Say. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was just like, I'm like, they did? You know, like, I didn't think, you know, I just always thought of the, the Shriners and kids and the circus. I mean, that, that was my idea of, of Masons, but learning a lot more about now, I know there's a lot more to it. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And women are not allowed, right? I mean, women are, you know. Yeah, um, not not so much, but they do have the Eastern Star, which is the women's version. Right. Um, of the Masonics. Uh, so we did <laughs> actually have, like... Um, we had a Mary Burns that was part and she was, you know, that's, that's part of a huge part of the Masons. They were some of the people that started it. Um, she was part of the lodge that we have there. <clears throat> and there's a sign hanging up saying that nobody can borrow anything from the kitchen unless they get permission from Mary. And then we actually have um, 
It's just a styrofoam ice bucket. And it says, Mary Burns Ice Bucket, do not remove. So, of course, we kept that and put it up on the top kitchen shelf, you know. Um, <clears throat> but hopefully um, we'll find some more cool stuff. Like I said, most of everything has been removed um, at this point. I have found, like, all the skeleton keys for all the doors. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, so originally the one was locked, so I had to get the closet door, and I was like, ooh, what's in here, you know, like, and... Um, I got the a universal key um, from Amazon and opened it. Later, I did find the original key that was up in a cabinet. But then I was cleaning the closet and kind of ran my hand up against the wall. And all of a sudden, I heard this ting. And I was like, what is that? And there was a nail, like a hidden nail almost. And every single skeleton key was hanging on that. Awesome. So I was able to find that. We did find a play, a ticket for a play that was done. And then we also found a pamphlet from um, some sort of ceremony that was done at the lodge because I had like the song Grand Old Flag and then just a couple other songs that it would say to sing and when to sing. Um, so, of course, we framed all that. We'll be hanging that up in the lodge um, just so that people can can see mm -hmm. that. And, and we're mm -hmm. also thinking about doing like a, a wall of uh, an, uh, an honorary wall. So if we can find I've been doing some research of some of the Masons that were there, not necessarily from the. 18, 1900s, but we're also finding stuff that where people were in the 60s and the 70s and, and they've now mm -hmm. passed on, not saying that they're they're there, you know, by any means, but it's just a way to honor, you know, that person. Hey, they were a Mason. They were a part of this building. Right. Mm -hmm. So you haven't really had time to do like a historical knockdown of this place. I know Jerry in the chat room has said, are there any names of people that died there? But you don't even know that anyone has died there, right? I don't think anybody's died there um, that I know of. I kind of hopped on one of those newspaper archives. I did find some stuff, mainly of, you know, who got elected, who's next, who's this, mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times they don't even say their first name. It's like J.R. and then their last name. Um, so, yeah, so I don't, I don't even know that. I do know they did have a big picnic that was like the talk of the state mm -hmm. in 1912, and they had well over 1,000 people even take trains in. Um, you know, to come and see that. Uh, wow. I do know that they did a lot of fundraising and, and things like that. But um, I did look up the names of the people uh, from the 1912, I believe it's like I said, when my deed started. Um, and I could find like their grave sites. So they are still buried there in town. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I just started developing into yeah. the all research and, and all, and all that kind of thing. But, you know, I did ask one of the ladies who's always lived in town. She's an older lady, um, you know, certainly not from the 1900s, but she said she didn't know of anybody that had passed away in there. But I, I think even if nobody did, I think a lot, some of the spirits we've talked to, definitely I get the feel that they are Masons. And so mm -hmm. maybe they're just, they're just stayed here earthbound and then they just go to the lodge because, you know, it's the lodge. That's it's where they were happy. Yeah, exactly. You know, we've mm -hmm. we've had um, the Masons tell us there, um, you know, through the Estes that they acknowledge the work that we're doing. They actually and kind of indoctored us. They called us sisters and brother, uh, mm -hmm. and they said that we were protected. And um, you know, and then you know, they this stuff like that. Well, you're going to fix it up, huh? I'm like, yep, I'm going to try. And they're gonna be like, okay, that's great. And they're like, paint a little blue, put a little gold, hang a flag, you know. So they were just saying all this stuff. 
Um, and we did bring a Masonic flag and we did bring uh, an American flag into the building. And that really stirred up a lot of activity that night. I so. bet. Mm. Wow. That's exciting. Mm. So, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a work in progress on that one. We'll get that one going and, you know, start decorating a little bit more and, um, you know, finding ma- more Masonic stuff. I, I mean, I have a huge pile of of different books and clothing and stuff that people have given me that because apparently um, their family members were Masons that and they have passed on. Uh, nobody wants to throw it away, but they don't want to keep it either. So, um, you know, they're just like, Hey, I feel like this belongs back at a lodge. And so I, I I do have a lot of books and and things too. So. Well, that's, that's great because that's the best of all worlds then, right? The, the uh, history is preserved and um, you know, it, it can go back to a good home, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. and that's, planning on it and all the newspaper articles that I gotten about the lodge will be we'll be making a little history book um for people you know on that as as and we'll just add to it as things come you know we have that too for the Boyd house um so the Eckhart family was the main family there in the 1900s and um they passed away in the home as well as two as their children so we just kind of have a little bit of history all about them and their family the family tree um Actually, their uh, grandson lives in town. That where well, it would have been their grandson. He still lives in town. He came over one day and told us all kinds of stories um, that you would never find in a book. You know, mm-hmm. that man down the stairs and broke her arm. Like you would never find that in a book. Um, told us about that. You know, she would usually cook uh, chicken for Christmas dinner. You know, like a whole chicken. Um, you know, just things like you would never find. So that's always a good rapport um, that she can get with the spirits. And so we're hoping to get that too with the lodge. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the funnest part, right? Is figuring out the history and and doing a whole whole lot of research and right. You know, exciting. You know, history yeah. was one of my majors in college, so yeah, fun, fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I I like too when you can correlate the history with with what's mm-hmm. as well. So it'd be it'd be really nice to maybe find because we had a couple spirits tell us their name. Um, you know, we had a Jerry, we have Larry, um, Thomas. But I don't know who they are. I don't, right. you know, like I said, I think we're just touching the tip of iceberg. Like I said, I've only been there four times. So I'm sure people are going to get a lot of stuff and we're going to, we're going to get a lot more information out there too. So mm-hmm. that it's a little bit better. Um, I kind of treat them and, and I think everybody does too, you know, as a human, as if they were here. Um, but I spend a lot of time, too, when I'm in there um, because I own it. I have to clean and get things done. Um, so I will have a recorder on, but I'm usually just talking, you know, to them and just say, hey, this is what I'm doing today. Or I'll be like, I'm going to a wedding. You ever been to a wedding? And I'll just kind of ramble on about things because um, I just I don't know. I just like to talk to them and um, just make them feel that they're at home, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think you get more activity if you're not really asking questions you know if you're just even if you're with sometimes on our team we'll just sit down and have a conversation not with them but just with us because they respond to that you know right yep we've we've gotten evps too of what we're talking about you know like they're Mm -hmm. chiming in on the Mm -hmm. conversation you know because we you know you can't do it like 24 hours the whole time you're there you're gonna take your breaks Mm -hmm. and just sit and goof off and and Mm -hmm. do so yeah, it's just always uh, good to have a little relaxation time. Oh, absolutely. And I do kind of think that's when a lot of the activity happens <laughs> is when you're off guard, right? And you're doing something else. You know? Yeah. 
for sure. Well, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Very cool. That is very how how far is it down to that Illinois location? How many hours? For me, it's about six hours and ten minutes. <laughs> so well, that's not too bad. Yeah, you can. I drive home there in one day. Usually, I try to split it up, and I'll leave like a Friday night, so I can drive most of the way there. So in the morning, I only have to drive like an hour. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so that that's kind of what we've been been doing at this point. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very well, cool. it sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it, I think it's going to be great. I think we have maybe like seven reservations right now or so. Um, so, yeah, our, our Saturdays are starting to fill up, obviously. Um, for that place, you know, we are going to be seasonal because, you know, we don't have the heat and, and such like mm-hmm. that. So as of right now, we're just, uh, we'll be open May 1st, and then we'll be able to take reservations till the end of October and then um, the following year, uh, I think we should be able to start up in April because they're a little bit warmer than we are in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of doing a little bit of research. Uh, however, they've gotten way more snow than we have gotten. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And they usually don't get as much snow. Like I read they're like a couple inches and it's always like, you know, the coldest is gets 20. And now they're getting tons of snow and they're below zero. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, well, they have our weather. Mother, you know, yeah. Here's what I say. Mama Nature is off her meds this year. She needs to <laughs> she needs yeah. to start taking them again. Well, I said in about ten years we'll probably be the new California. We'll be all like seventy and sunny every day. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> it's I not like, ideal. I, I do like the change of seasons. It's kind of nice yep. to have, you know, I can't say I, I like driving so much in the wintertime, but who who really likes that anyway? Right. Yeah. Sure some people do, but not many. Sure. Well, gosh, wow. thanks for coming on with us, and we wish you so much luck with this oh, new, yes. new venture down in Illinois. Well, thank you, guys, and, and hopefully we can get you seen out at one of the locations sometime soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I'm already looking at my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get you scheduled up. Awesome. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. This has yeah. been really fun and very interesting. And, uh, you know, once you've had the Masonic Lodge for a while, we'll have to have you back on and you can talk about maybe some of the experiences that have happened there. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I'd love to do that. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, gosh, this hour went by super fast. So the music should start pretty soon. So or it does. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Uh, For all the troops listening, thank you for listening. Be safe, and thank you for your service. And everybody in the chat room, thanks for joining us. And even though it was very quiet, I think you all were hanging on to Jill's every word. Uh, So thanks for hopping into the chat room with us. And everybody out there listening, wherever you are, thank you for tuning in once again tonight. And thank you to Para-X Radio Network for hosting us. We love being here, and Sarge is the most amazing producer on the planet. Mm. And thank you once again for handling my technical snafu tonight and uh, getting this show on the road. Mm -hmm. Good night, everyone. Make it a good week. We'll see you next week.